Colossians in chapter 3, we're going to be looking at something I believe that is very important. We're going to be dealing with what happens at the end of the dispensation in which we're in today. The Bible tells us and gives us many, many warnings concerning the time that we're dealing with tonight. But I'm afraid that far too many people have forgotten that the drawing nigh of our Heavenly Savior is really at the door. I mean, it's right at, and it can't be, it couldn't be much longer. I'm not trying to lay down a specific time tonight, but this one thing I know, I know it's closer today than it was yesterday. But according to the the trend that we see in the world today, everything is lined up for the coming of our Savior. In Colossians chapter 3, beginning at verse 1, the Bible says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with Him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil, concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh upon the children of disobedience. In the which ye also walked some time when you lived in them, but now ye also put off these anger, wrath, and malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth, Lie not one to another, seeing that you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian or sentian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. And if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, Put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word or deed, 
do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Brother Manuel, could you take us for a throne of grace, please? Emmanuel, as we draw nearer to the end of this dispensation known as the Day of Grace, what should our lives be like in our everyday walk? God's Word simply declares for all of us to be ready, amen? We're to be ready. We're to be watching. He says we're to be watching and longing for the return of Christ. But in all actuality... How many are really looking for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight? Sure, we're looking for it, but as a rule, we're looking afar off. As a rule, we're not looking like He should or could come back at any moment. We could be sitting in the very last moments of uh, this dispensation of grace right now, And it ought to really affect the way that we worship. It ought to affect the way that we come together as brothers and sisters in Christ. It ought to affect the way we deal with lost sinners out in the world. Again, by the action of many in modern day Christianity, there isn't a whole lot of Christians, so called, that are really looking For his intimate return. There are those within our ranks tonight with unconfessed sin. You're not looking for his soon return. There are those that are filled with bitterness. You're not looking for his soon return. There are those who connive and are filled with devilish thoughts and misdeeds. They're not looking for the Lord's return. Those who mishandle Christian brothers and sisters, they're not looking for the Lord's intimate return. But as the end draws near, how are we supposed to be? Now, this is what God's Word says. This isn't exactly verbatim what this preacher says. I'm telling you what God says. And God's Word gives us something that we need to get a hold of tonight. I believe every church of the living God needs to get a hold of this. And their membership needs to have, a, have this in their forethoughts. The first thing that we need to be doing is we are to seek those things which are above. I mean, you ought to have a longing To see the Lord Jesus Christ. You ought to have a desire to, 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 uh, to see the family and friends that have gone on. You ought to have a desire to see the throne of God. 
You ought to have a desire to see the Lamb that died in your place. In Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 and 2, again this is what it says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. Seek to be godly. Seek to be Christ-like in everything that we do. Romans in chapter 6, I believe, is a good, a good way to, to begin your day tomorrow on Monday morning. It's a time when we need to realize that we are to sacrifice ourselves under the weight and burden of sin. We're to get rid of it. The Bible says that we're not to be bound down with sin any longer. Listen, if you're looking for His soon return, every weight that, that does so easily beset you, you're willing to get rid of. Every little sin that you harbor in your heart, you want to be willing to get rid of it. You want to shed it and, and make sure that, that when He does come, it's not in your heart anymore. Romans in chapter 6, the Bible says here beginning at verse 6, now notice this, knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Folks, I want you to know something. This is a plague that all of us have to deal with. All of us have to deal with this issue of sin and the Bible says we're, not, we're to get rid of it. We're to do everything in our power not to serve it. In other words, we're not, to, we're not to allow it to have a place in our hearts. That's what he's saying to us. Don't allow sin to have room in your heart. Don't allow sin to have room in your home. Don't allow sin to have room in your marriage. Don't allow sin to have room for your children. Listen, understand this, that sin is something that needs to be crucified. The Bible goes on to say this in verse 8, Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with Him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over Him. For in that He died, He died unto sin once, but in that He liveth, He liveth unto God. Likewise... Reckon ye also yourselves to be dead unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies. Now, what is God saying here? The Apostle Paul, he's dealing with the church at Rome, is, is, is teaching them, listen, we're not to allow sin to reign in our lives. You know, so often you hear people say, well, the devil made me do it. Well, folks, don't give room to the devil. The Bible says to resist the devil and he will, what? He will flee from you. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body. Neither yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. Don't allow your mind to be infested with sin. It'll ruin your personal witness. It'll ruin your life. 
Don't allow your tongue to be used for sinful, for sinful lies. Listen, it'll ruin your character. Don't allow your hands and your feet to run to mischief. It'll ruin, it'll be the ruination of a family. For sin shall not have dominion over you. Now, as we look at this, we as born again ones are to be looking for a city. In other words, we're to be looking for something special. When Abraham sojourned upon the earth, what was his, what was his primary focus? He was focused upon, he was looking for a city whose builder and whose foundations were from the Almighty. Now listen, I want you to know tonight, as you go through this life, the one thing that, that you need to be doing is seeking what's above. Because what's left down here is going to be destroyed one day. That's what we need to be looking at as the day draws near. We're to seek those things which are above. In Hebrews chapter 11, I go back to this old text and here once again we are faced with the life of Abraham. In verse 9 and 10 the Bible says, By faith he sojourned in the land of promise. As in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, their heirs with him and of the same promise. For you look for a city which have foundations, whose builder and maker is God. As the day draws near, we need to be setting our affections on things above. Why do people have such a, such a problem with staying in church? Why do people have such a problem with faithfulness to the house of God? Because they don't have their priorities right. You need to set your affection on things above, not on things on this earth. As I said, things on this earth are going to be destroyed right here shortly. All the wealth that you can muster is not going to go to heaven with you. All the wealth that you can gain is not going to do anything when you, when you die. It's going to stay right here. Think about that. And then it's going to be destroyed. But what we look for in heaven, what we set our mind to when we think about Jesus in heaven, listen, those are the things that are going to last. And as the day approaches, as the day draws near, we need to be looking up. God's people need to be a watching. So secondly to that, I want you to think of, and think of this. As the end draws near, we should be practicing the Christian walk more and more. In Colossians in chapter 3, we go back to our text, and here is a, is a real illustration of what we need to be doing. Colossians in chapter 3. Verse 5 down through verse 11. This is 
what the Bible says. As the day draws near, you know, the Bible tells us that in the end of time, in the last days, the love of many is going to wax cold. And what do we see today? We see exactly that, folks. I'll tell you what, we see exactly that all across this nation, all across this world. We see people whose love for the things of the Almighty have grown cold. Don't let it happen here. Listen, I'm thankful for the Emmanuel Missionary Baptist Church. She has a zeal. She not only has a zeal, but she has a love for God. And listen, don't let the world outside cloud our view. Because it will cause us to begin to chase after the things that are not real. And exchange them for the things that are. Colossians chapter 3, again in verse 5, the Bible says this, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. To mortify something. And I want you to think about this. That means to, to, uh, to do away with or, or to cease it to be. It says here, we are to mortify uncleanness. We're to mortify fornication. We're to mortify inordinate affection, evil conspicuance, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake the wrath of God cometh upon the children of disobedience. Therefore, we're, in these last days in which we live, we're to be doing everything in our power to, di- to get rid of it. We're to see to it that we are, that we are dealing with it in a way that, that causes us to be better off for Doing away with it. Galatians in chapter 5. Galatians in chapter 5. The Bible says here beginning at verse 16. This I say then. You want to mortify the flesh. You want to mortify the sins of the flesh. The Bible says this. Walk in the spirit. That's how you're going to mortify the flesh. I've had people ask me, how in the world am I supposed to get rid of of all this sin that just continues to plague me? You're to have a renewed mind for one thing. Romans in chapter 12 tells us that we're to renew our minds. We're to change the way we think. We're to change the way we dwell on things. Listen, if you are always dwelling on the negative, if you're always dwelling on the impossible, you're never going to achieve what is possible. If you're always dwelling upon something that is derogatory, you're never going to see anything positive come out of your life. You've got to change the way you think. You've got to change the way you think. So he says, this I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary one to another, so that you cannot do that which you would. But if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. You know, we, get it, we go on down through here, and we see things that need to be dealt, dealt with and done away with. Again, we see adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness. These were all sexual sins that, listen, mankind needs to get dealt with. 
idolatry, witchcraft, and hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, and strife, and seditions, and heresies, envies, murders, and drunkenness, and revelings. These are all the things that you must deal with in this life if you're going to expect to be ready for His soon appearing. We should even this very evening be making sure that our speech is not betrayed by our walk. If you claim to be Christ-like, then make sure there is enough evidence to convict you if you were to be tried. Colossians in chapter 4 and verse 6, again, we're right here in this same area. I'll go back here now, and I want you to think about this in 4 and 6. The Bible says, let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, toward them that are without redeeming the time. In other words, you need to be mindful of this one thing. There are people outside in the world who are not saved who are watching you. They watch you ever move. Let us be ready, for the day is drawing near. Now lastly, I want you to think about this. As the day draws near, how should we be? We should be filled with all the goodness of God. You know, one of the greatest prayers I hear in our prayer room each and every Sunday evening is a prayer for the brotherhood. A prayer for love and companionship amongst the brothers and sisters in Christ. Folks, that's what we need to be doing. We need to be filling ourselves up with the goodness of God. In Colossians 3, again the Bible says in verse 10, And have put on the new man which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, sentient, say, bond nor free. But Christ is all and in all. So where do we go from here? You know, I, I go back to Romans in 12. Because here is a very important thought that mankind needs to get through their, through their minds. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the what? The renewing of your mind. That means that your mind needs to be set on things above. I always used to hear Brother Gary Stevens talk about that stinking thinking. It'll ruin you. I remember that when I was a little boy in, in his Sunday school class at Salem. And Brother Gary had a handful, I'll tell you. He had me and his boys and some other rowdy boys, Jimmy and Dennis and all the rest of us. But he'd always tell us, he said, listen, boys, 
Keep your mind clean. You know what? That's what I think is good advice for the church today. Keep your mind clean. Keep your mind focused upon God. Keep your mind focused upon the fact that He could come back at any moment. And what's in our mind is going to be there. Shouldn't it be the things of God that are in our minds? Be your transfer. Let your mind be transformed. Let it be renewed. How do you do that? You change the way that you're thinking. If you're always, if you're always negative, listen, your life is going to be negative. If you're always a pessimist, your life is always going to be looking for the bad things. But if your mind is renewed, your mind is going to be looking for the good things in life. That's where man really starts to be happy, when he sees all the goodness that God has done for him. He's an optimist. That's what I am. I mean, I like to look for the good things. I never like to dwell on the negative. And I, I, if people come to me and want to talk negatively, I like to get away from it because I can't stand negative thoughts. Because I know there's negative people behind it. As the day draws near, let us have our minds renewed. Let us be thinking differently. Let us be thinking on the good things. Let's be thinking about Jesus. This certainly would put out a lot of, of the devil's fires he has kindled in these last days, would it not? If our minds would be renewed. If our minds would be filled with the fruits of the Spirit as it talks about in Galatians chapter 5. Verse 22 down through verse 26. We should be sporting around a crucified flesh. One where God is glorified. Folks, I'll tell you, as the day draws near, you need to know and remember that this world's going to get worse. But what does that tell us that are saved by the grace of God? How much closer is His, his soon return? It's even at the door. So that's the reason why that the Lord Jesus Christ back in the book of Matthew kept telling people, look up, be watching, be waiting, but be occupying till I come. What does that word occupying mean? It means to be about the business. That means to be actively working. I don't believe God saved anybody just to save them from hell. I believe God saves us to bring Him glory. And as the day approaches, hey, listen, folks, He's even at the door. Look at, the, look at world events and then look at the study of the end times. You'll know without a shadow of a doubt that His soon return is even at the door. How should we be tonight? What kind of Christian ought we to be? May God help us to see and may God help us to focus upon that thought tonight. What kind of Christian should I be since his soon return is imminent? Let's all stand, please.